0: What happens when life gives you no lemons? Well, you make Snickers, Snickers cake. cake. Now we know. Saturday, Omaha. Eat this. I'm so excited to have you back again. So Stacy, like of buttered marshmallow, yep. is here with Saturday, Omaha on Food Recognized Food, and yet again, there is a cake that has approached the the episode and and. Uh, this is audio, so of course I have to have to describe the cake. Now, faithful listeners of the show and the podcast specifically, because that episode never aired on the FM airwaves, Correct. might recall an instance. <laughs> and that instance, as some may have heard, or possibly just now because maybe we inserted into this uh, broadcast so that people can hear what happened... And in fact, here's that event now.
1: So this cake is incredibly beautiful, oh my even goodness. though it's a four inch cake in a four inch box.
0: Yes, and and <laughs> it is taking up all space within here. Yes. And I I I don't know.
1: What I, yeah, do. I I would tear that.
0: You think so? I am gonna try to get the tab open here. Maybe if I'm lucky. Oh, oh and oh. it just I just totally frosting. Studio yes. engineer, do we do we have napkins around here? I, I don't know. Um... This this is beautiful. There was like a literal cake explosion. I'll take a Kleenex. That's yeah. I, that's that's fine. I yeah. thought
1: about this. When I I sell cup of cake, Thank you. which I brought you the cup, yes. so you could cut and place in there. I sell it and I always oh. I never include a napkin because when people buy it that way, oh my gosh, that exploded onto your face. That, that, is, that is hilarious.
0: So... And now back to our current butter marshmallow episode with Stacy. Like, there was an exploding cake,
1: not uh, on purpose.
0: Not on purpose. Yes, we want to be very clear that the standard issue butter marshmallow cake does not explode on contact. Uh, however, I didn't follow Stacy's directions when opening the box,
1: which were simply open the box.
0: It was I. Unfortunately, she she had to deal with what. My family and friends often have to, which is I wanted to get a really good picture of the thing, so I thought I'd get real smart and, and undo the the pink box that the cake comes in and unfold it, unfurl the box, take a picture of the cake, and instead what happened is frosting literally flung all over my face, and it was hilarious.
1: Right, it was. And so this time, I didn't bring the box. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, uh, so also on that show, we talked about a book, uh, Your Customer Rules, Co- Culture of Consultation, and we talked about uh, You Know Me, You Remember Me, You Surprise Me. Uh, So you clearly remembered me and did not set me up for failure by bringing me a cake in a box.
1: (laughs) Right. But You know what? I did have this funny idea, but I ran out of time to do it, to bring it in a box, spring-loaded, because I thought that would be really funny, but probably only to me.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Safe to say it it would have been funny to me, but I, I, I I am glad that it... Just that it turned out the way it did. Now the the cake that is sitting before me, before we even get into talking about more food and buttered marshmallow and what's going on, all that stuff. So, what, what I'll, I'll describe it. it. If I had to look at it from a distance, it almost looks like an ice cream cake. It's it's a a round cake. It's I don't know inch or so tall. Perfect ganache on top, and then it has peanuts with looks like some nice caramel kind of holding everything together, and it looks amazing. But what what do you call it? What is it?
1: So this is actually a Snickers cake. I just oh. ran out of chocolate buttercream. Uh-huh. I was going to ice the whole thing in ganache and then I Took a little bite at home and thought, yeah, this needs some buttercream. I can't just do the ganache. Yeah. And I was out of chocolate and running short on time. So I just iced it with the white, which I think just creates this really great contrast of flavor. Mm -hmm. And then inside, so you have a a chocolate cake, my dark chocolate cake. And then I made my own version of the Snickers nugget, nougat. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I just kind of love Snickers.
0: I mean, that's a pretty nice candy bar. If you're going to pick one, for sure. Right. Yes.
1: Couldn't tell you if this is going to be good or not.
0: Oh, so this is like an experimental.
1: Yes, it is. Absolutely. So if it um, can't explode in your face. <laughs> <laughs> should,
0: should we do? Should, should we do a taste test right now? Sure. Okay. Sure, all right. All right. Ahead. I'm going to lean over here by the cake. Yeah, away from the microphone, and then and then so so Todd of KOS, who is who is so kind to to let us use the studio here, knows I'm going to keep this away from the boards. Yeah,
1: here. good idea. Um,
0: and and uh, also faithful listeners will know that today is not a day that I usually eat a lot of food, so we're going to be very careful. I think now. <laughs> Now, if I screw this up and fling this all over my face, I, I don't even know.
1: Oh, I've got my phone so I can take a picture of that.
0: <laughs> Alright, so so I managed to get a piece off, so we're gonna we're gonna take a little bite of the outside. Delicious. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 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 And the inside of the cake, moving through here, we have cake. Oh, and there's actually like a Snickers layer within. Right,
1: right. right. It's the, the nougat.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, and, I mean, obviously. Yeah,
1: and then the top, it's packed with peanuts. So inside you've got the nougat, and then you've also got peanuts and caramel. So it's packed with peanuts and really satisfies. <laughs> Gosh,
0: um sorry.
1: I hope I don't get in trouble for trademark issues. <laughs> the,
0: the, they may only be attributes of the cake, not a slogan for the cake. It's, right, it's, it's right, okay. Right. Um, delicious, delicious. Um, great cake. Cake is moist as always, which is always, you know. Good. Awesome. And the, the inside, the peanut, the little saltiness on the inside is just very delicious. So. Good. Good uh, deal. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I kind of want to eat half of it now, but we, we, <laughs> we need to talk about Buttered Marshmallow and Radio yeah, Show and, and yeah. all sorts of things. So, um, what is happening at Buttered Marshmallow? And what's going on? I'm assuming graduation season and a whole bunch of weddings and, oh, my gosh, are you just, like, packed to the, the rafters?
1: You know, what's really funny is that I'm always busy and holidays don't seem to create more business. They just add – they're just part of the whole thing. Yeah. So um, weddings, I yeah, I've got several. Actually, October seems to be the busiest wedding Month of the year, yeah, which is really, I've gotten a lot of requests, and I only do one wedding a week. A lot of people do more, not me. Um, but right now we've got Easter coming up, sure. But I booked a wedding for Easter Saturday, so oh my goodness, so I'm not really able to do a lot of orders for Easter, but I'm still packed. Wow, I'm just packed all the time. I've got people booking into May and June for graduation, and then weddings coming up, but I'm reminded of two years ago when I really started doing this full-time, when it everything exploded, yeah. and it was Easter week that everything kind of blew up where I got 10 orders in a week, which is funny now because that would be like me going out of business, but um, <laughs> that, that week, seven of those orders were not for Easter. Three of them were, and seven were not, which... At that point, I thought something must be, something's changing in yeah. the buttered marshmallow realm. Yeah. Now, it's the same thing. It, it just perpetuated where Christmas comes and I get plenty of orders for Christmas, but it's also birthdays or just because. And that seems to be every holiday. It's maybe 30% holiday yeah, and 70% Everything else,
0: regular regular business there. Yeah. Now, I are, are you still doing this solo? Is this still the Stacy like out of house, just you?
1: Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it is. I have a I have a tiny little bit of help, but it really is tiny. My adult daughter does my supply shopping for me. Yeah. On Mondays and the few deliveries that I still do, she does those for me. Okay. But that's it. I. Every now and then, if I'm having a big event, I'll hire a high school girl to come in and help me fold boxes. Sure. Those take forever. <laughs> <laughs> and they're difficult, as you know.
0: Yeah, Well, certainly. <laughs> I, I'm not, well, I, I'm only, and I'll say I'll use experience loosely here, in uh Deconstructing the box. So I have no idea how hard they are to put together, but I, boy, did I fail at taking <laughs> it back apart.
1: They're Sorry not – it's just a – it's time-consuming. It's yeah. You know, and for the, the longest time, it's the thing I would always forget to include in my time management. Oh, sure. So – now, but other than, other than that, which is the supply shopping is the greatest thing ever. It just loosens up three hours of my time on Monday. Yeah. Other than that, nope, it's just me. Oh, my no, goodness. No help. Yeah.
0: So even with the, I mean, how many cakes are you typically baking a week now, or do you, you know? Lose...
1: So I'm maybe about 35 orders a week. Okay. So 35 cakes, and usually they're three layers. Wow. So I'm, sometimes I, I bake an average of 21 pans a ca- of cake yeah. a day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, and, and <laughs> right, some days it's a lot more, uh, some days a lot less. Average, duh. Yeah. So I look at it now and think, okay, I can get this many cakes in the oven at a time. And I've figured out that 21 cakes is maybe two hours of baking time. Okay. So it just seems like not a big deal.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So if, if people are driving past, I mean, and not when it's 30 degrees outside, but when it's nice and you got the windows open, is like flour just like flying out of the windows because you're baking so much? Cause like, <laughs>
1: a lot like that. Actually, my next door neighbors one time commented that they could smell cake. And I was surprised by that. I just didn't actually believe them. But when people would pull up I now have a pickup window on my front porch I always have it. I use it as a pickup window and I'll open the window and people Uh will say oh my gosh it smells so good in here
0: (laughs) that's awesome well and I suppose you're probably a little nose blind uh to cake being in it all day every day so (laughs) yeah
1: I am which is unfortunate because it's about the only perfume I really love
0: <laughs> is cake yeah. awesome well I, th- I think you're doing the neighborhood a service so much like the uh, Skinner Bakery here in Omaha sure. and the Kellogg's plant uh, that oh, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Like, it's like oh are you doing I, I don't know blueberry morning I don't even know if that's Kellogg's cereal but blueberry morning cereal or the uh, Skinner will do cinnamon rolls or, or things like that and you drive past at whatever oh, time and I am like oh I remember. smells I used delicious to drive,
1: yeah I drove by the uh, Kellogg's plant on the way to corporate America back in the day uh, yes <laughs> Yeah, it was wonderful.
0: <laughs> so, and and what? How how did you segue like that for me? So, I I did want to talk about how butter marshmallow came to be. So, on our prior episode, we we talked a lot about where you like to eat and what the current mm-hmm. happenings were, but we didn't get to delve into the the history of butter marshmallow because I know you did have have a corporate job and I know you had a background of marketing, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yes. Um. And so, and then. Baking happened. Those are very disparate uh, professions. In in some respect, I suppose the marketing certainly applies. Sure. But uh, yeah, what what made you decide to shift in career, and and how did how did things get going at Butter Marshmallow?
1: So, the baking part of it just comes from being a mom, and you know, wanting to eat a lot of cake. <laughs> <laughs> so the. The decision to start the bakery came as a result of the decision to leave corporate America. Mm-hmm. And I phrased it for somebody the other day pretty accurately. I got tired of people telling me what I could not do. Mm-hmm. I heard it all the time. Oh, that's a great idea, but no. Or, yeah, we really like that, but no. And it, it I'd been facing that my whole adult life. Yeah. So, Finally made a decision that I was going to leave the corporate world, but I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. and Well, actually, I made a decision I was going to leave my job. Didn't know what I was going to do, but I gave myself one year. And then I developed the buttered marshmallow on a camping trip purely by accident. We We were just having a marshmallow roasting contest. Yeah. And I won.
0: I mean, there it is. Yeah,
1: I was was actually named Best Marshmallow of All Time Ever.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a great title. I don't know what that acronym works out to be, but it's fantastic, whatever it is.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So a few weeks later, I was at a networking event and talking to a lady there. We were roasting s'mores, and I was telling her about how to make a really great s'more with the buttered marshmallow. And I had mentioned earlier that I wanted to start a bakery. Yeah. And she said, well, that's what you should name it. Yeah. So I thought, all right, well, I'm going to name my bakery Buttered Marshmallow, and that's what I'm going to do when I leave my career. And now it was like one year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I I really had no experience. I, my former husband and I had owned a couple bakeries in town, big, well-known bakeries, but okay. I did not work at them.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you were in, in as we say on the show, in and around the restaurant industry. You just weren't actively baking at that time. So. Right.
1: Right. Well, they were big, and people know of them. Emminger's which was. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Martin's Pastry. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't work at them yeah. at all, but. Yeah, I was around them and loved Emminger's. I mean, I grew up with Emminger's, so I yeah. <laughs> ate a lot of cake.
0: Yeah, that's a that's an Omaha staple name right there. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah, no kidding. so just, you know, I loved it. I love the fact that in a bakery, everybody is happy <laughs> when they come to pick up a cake. Yeah. You, People just don't come and pick up cakes for cranky reasons,
0: right? Or if you were cranky on the way, the cake might fix it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, sure, it must, because they're always happy when they show up at the house. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's wonderful. So, so you, you are, you know, uh, uh, licensed cottage baker like you that you went through all that process of, of all those things right. and so you are, are running this out of your house and my goodness how, how did you start determining the logistics of supplies and boxes and and how many of things because you you had the the baking aspect, and I might like to get into some of how you develop your recipes here in a minute. But I'm also curious on the business aspect because you got a lot of people. As in fact, I was just listening uh, to NPR today, and they were, you know, uh, especially with the the Great Resignation, as they call it, um, people taking a look at their jobs, their corporate jobs or whatever jobs, and going, "Is this what I really want to do?" And a lot of people are stepping out on their own. And I know I, for one, feel that you know that that can be a very daunting task of, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this, you know?
1: Right. So when I decided I was going to leave my corporate career and then I figured out I was going to open up a bakery, I decided that I was going to do one thing every single day toward the bakery for a year, and that way I figured 365 days, 365 things that was going to make a pretty good dent in whatever checklist you might need to open a business, but I really didn't know anything about it. But in the marketing world where I was, I had entered a contest with a magazine, a trade show magazine, Uh and I won, and the prize was a $200 gift certificate or gift card, American Express. Okay. And so I knew I needed pink boxes, but they were pricey. But sure. that yeah, the $200 gift card paid for my boxes. Oh. So so that was good. I thought I think I ordered probably a total of 300 boxes, three different sizes, uh-huh. and then some cupcake inserts, and I thought for sure that was going to last me a year at least.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um and then you know I just started small with the with the supplies and it's kind of funny, I think about this a lot. Like I would buy twenty pounds of flour instead of the typical ten that most people buy for their home. Sure. Or I would buy twenty pounds of sugar instead of five pounds. Or six pounds of powdered sugar. Little little bits, thinking, Okay, I don't want to buy a ton of this stuff because I just don't know how long it's gonna last. Right. And I remember there was a turning point where cornstarch comes in a, in a regular box. I don't even know how much is in there. Maybe maybe eight ounces or six ounces.
0: It's weighed in like a fortnight of stone or Correct.
1: something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And. After I went through that box and how quickly I went through it, uh-huh. the next one I bought was a 10-pound bucket of cornstarch. Oh, my goodness. And yeah, that was like a, this huge turning point. Or wow. when I went from buying a 7-pound bag of powdered sugar to wow. 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like instantly because I thought, I'm just tired of going to the store every three days. I don't want to do that. So the whole What I bought, the supplies, it it was based on growth, Uh, need and growth. I did not go out and invest in a ton of supplies. I bought enough pans, and when I started having to wash pans all the time during the day in order to finish my baking, Mm -hmm. I bought more pans. Um, Mixing bowls, I have three KitchenAids, and I bought eight bowls finally and eight mixing blades yeah so and no matter what I have to bake during the day I I never have more than eight bowls worth gotcha yeah so then I don't have to wash bowls between between baking or between batters sure so it's yeah it's just a matter of looking at what what I'm baking and what I'm going to need and then over the last two years, I got to a point with an inventory system where every Monday morning I take a physical inventory of what I have. Mm-hmm. I match it up with my orders from Tuesday through Monday the next week and create my shopping list for my daughter.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So the just I first of all, the idea of making those small improvements one thing a day for 365 mm-hmm. days... I'm assuming that then you know you get to a month or, or three months or six months, and that that one thing may not feel like a lot that day, but I bet you look back and, wow, I, I accomplished a lot.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. That was that was really a, a turning point for me in the decision to start the bakery because yeah. there are so many things you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, and then you you. Start out. I didn't have a list of things I was going to do. Sure. But you start out a day thinking, "Oh no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And then one day, I'm on the golf course and I'm chatting with a uh, my partner, getting to know her, and she works at a food lab. Oh. And they do nutrition labels. I'm like, okay, <laughs> something I didn't even I didn't think about till way. I mean, it was going to probably come up on my radar way down the road. Sure. But I took care of it that day. Wow, or you know, getting a contact, so I know knew who to call for that kind of stuff, but yeah, it was it was pretty good, and then I really took advantage of the free resources that the Nebraska Business Development Center offers oh, okay, they offer all kinds of free everything, oh, and they um the Chamber of Commerce also, so they have business plan development, uh-huh at little seminars, little free gatherings and I got a lot of paperwork for them from them. So uh-huh. I could go through those and make sure that I was on target with what I wanted to do.
0: My goodness, my goodness. So you the the incremental goal setting, you've got some good resources and what's kinda cool about all these things that you're you're speaking of here, this is works for just about anybody that either wants to start a business yeah. or, or even just, you know, a, a small goal every day just for personal development. Now, are, I'm, I'm assuming you're still setting yourself goals now, maybe not one every day, or I don't know, what's the current Stacy philosophy of, of moving forward?
1: <laughs> um, so I still want to golf.
0: That's true. If I recall, that was one thing: is that you needed to have time for golf. That was a, a necessary,
1: right? So now it's just a matter of really planning my day. I think I changed the way I operate my business in over the winter, moving into the summer hours. I'm a non traditional baker. I do not get up at three in the morning. I go to bed at one in the morning. I get up at eight or nine. Uh, finish boxing up orders for customer pickups, and then I try to get into the kitchen at one. I used to get into the kitchen at seven p.m. Uh-huh. And so now I've changed where I get into the kitchen at ten or eleven, uh-huh. and hopefully I'm out by six, uh-huh. and then I can sit at my computer and do invoicing and computer work while watching television and just relaxing.
0: Yeah. My goodness. So that's true because you are all facets of that business. Right. You know, baker, inventory, management. Right. <laughs> exactly. Supply, accountant, yeah. everything. Yes. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Well, and the other thing that I think was kind of cool, you were talking about, uh, you know, determining how many mixers you needed or those, those bowls. So you could start new batter in each one and you're not having to go. You know, get things all soaked up and rinsed off, and and changing what you're doing, um, I, it, at least in in some of the the circles that I run in. It's called context switching. You're moving between task A to task B, and you lose say 20 percent just from. Switching what you're doing, let alone the actual activity of what you're doing. So, you've kind of refined your process to where you can use your time better, or like you said, buying a slightly larger size bucket of cornstarch so you're not spending gas and time running to the store back and forth all
1: the time. Right. I think, you know, when we talk about that, Thanksgiving, it was a year ago, it was a long time ago. So, um, I. My birthday is right before Thanksgiving, and I had gone out with my friend for my birthday, and then the next day is, like, Sunday. And I start on my Thanksgiving preps for the week, and I have a wedding that week, too. And it gets to be Saturday morning a week later, and I have to go somewhere. I don't know where. (laughs) I can't find my keys Oh, no. Cannot find them anywhere, and I'm looking everywhere. And finally, I find them in the gift bag that my friend had given me the prior Saturday. Oh, my. And I thought to myself, I had a number of orders that was insane, probably 50 orders for the week. Yeah. And I had done such a good job of inventory planning. I never had to leave my house the entire week to wow. pick up anything.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, I bet. And, I, and that obviously was not the the case at the start of the bakery. So <laughs> Right, right,
1: exactly. And it just, you know, it really worked out with, it helped me to make sure that I plan and prepare so that I, I don't want to have to leave the house. Because if I'm in the middle of something and I run out of eggs or I run out of cream, which does happen periodically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I cannot say those words that i'm thinking in my head when that happens (laughs) because generally it's because of my non-traditional baking hours Uh it's at nine o'clock at night right so now i'm like crud i've it's going to be 10 o'clock before i get back to what i'm doing
0: And before we get back to what we were doing, it's halftime here on the podcast. If you get a moment and could head out to Google or Apple and leave us a nice, happy, positive review if you enjoy our show, uh, I know I, for one, would really appreciate it. Also, if you get a moment, head over to fatterdayomaha.com. There's additional content on there. Did you know we're on TV? Did you know we have writing things that are, well, in print or virtually so? Anyway, thanks for listening. To our show, and uh, speaking of our show, let's get right back to it. Stacy, like with buttered marshmallow. My goodness, so that's true because you are. All facets of that business: right. you know, baker, inventory management, right, <laughs> exactly. supply, accountant, yeah. everything. Yes. Oh my goodness! My goodness. Well, and the other thing that I think was kind of cool—you were talking about, uh, you know, determining how many mixers you needed or those those bowls, so you could start new batter in each one, and you're not having to go. You know, get things all soaked up and rinsed off, and and changing what you're doing, um, I, it, at least in in some of the the circles that I run in. It's called context switching. You're moving between task A to task B, and you lose say 20% just from switching what you're doing, let alone the actual activity of what you're doing. So you've kind of refined your process to where you can use your time better. Or, like you said, buying a slightly larger size bucket of cornstarch so you're not spending gas and
1: time running to the store back and forth all the time. Right. I think, you know, when we talk about that Thanksgiving, it was a year ago. It was a long time ago. So um, I – my birthday is right before Thanksgiving, and I had gone out with my friend for my birthday, and then the next day is, like, Sunday. And I start on my Thanksgiving preps for the week, and I have a wedding that week, too. And it gets to be Saturday morning a week later, and I have to go somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> I can't find my keys Oh, no. Cannot find them anywhere. And I'm looking everywhere. And finally, I find them in the gift bag that my friend had given me the prior Saturday. Oh, my. And I thought to myself, I had a number of orders that was insane, probably 50 orders for the week. Yeah. And I had done such a good job of inventory planning. I never had to leave my house the entire week to pick up anything. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow, I bet. And, I, and that obviously was not the the case at the start of the bakery. So <laughs> Right, right,
1: exactly. And it just, you know, it really worked out with, it helped me to make sure that I plan and prepare so that I, I don't want to have to leave the house. Because if I'm in the middle of something and I run out of eggs or I run out of cream, which does happen periodically, yeah. oh my gosh, I cannot say those words that I'm thinking in my head when that happens, <laughs> because generally it's because of my non-traditional baking hours. Uh-huh. It's at nine o'clock at night, right? So now I'm like, crud! I've it's going to be ten o'clock before I get back to what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then and then well, shoot! And then in that case, if you've got you know, something in the oven or cooking mm-hmm. and it's, you got to watch when it's done because who's going to pull it out of the oven? To, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you can't leave the house. Even if I just stick it in the oven and I know I've got 40 minutes or 30 or whatever, because you just never know right. what's going to happen.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. You got to keep an eye on those things, at least until it's out and cooling or something. And then you can. Probably
1: yeah, go. exactly.
0: Wow. Wow, all the all the different uh, aspects of business and baking and things (laughs) like that. Now, are the you know obviously currently we've got some inflation situations, we've got supply chain things going on, you know, cost of goods whatnot. Is is are you seeing the that affect your you know uh, pricing and things like that? Is that that hitting the the supplies you get?
1: It is. I was surprised. One of the bad things about having somebody else do my shopping for me and having my daughter do it. Is that I don't pay enough attention to pricing. I I have enough margin built in uh-huh. so that I'm not. I don't have to charge you more because the price of something went up. Sure. But the other day, she had to pick up some items at the regular grocery store instead of the restaurant depot, which is where I get most of my larger supplies. Yeah. yeah. And I look at the price and thought, holy cow. Those are crazy, and I go through lemons—a lot of lemons, 20 pounds of lemons a week. Wow! Yeah, and um, I only needed four, so I had—I told her to pick them up at the grocery store. They didn't have any lemons. Whoa. Yeah, so that kind of thing is a little weird.
0: How are you supposed to make a lemon cake with zippity zang if there's no lemons? <laughs> that's a problem.
1: I know, I know. It's yeah, it's a little crazy. I'd forgotten that. And it, yes, for
0: longtime <laughs> listeners, that was a throwback to the prior episode because uh, I, the the first cake I encountered from Buttered Marshmallow was a, a lemon cake, and mm-hmm. you and I were were chatting, and I'm like, I need something that's gonna punch, you know, punch back or something, and you're like, this is this cake has zippity zang. It did. It did. It's nice to get a lemon cake that actually tastes like lemon.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. can't have one this week because I don't have any lemons.
0: <laughs> Well I will tell you I the the Snickers uh inspired cake here whether that becomes the Fatterday cake or whatever it is is delicious so if, if you're if you're not in the lemon mood or you don't have any lemons <laughs> when li- yeah they always say when life gives you lemons where's that at <laughs> what, <laughs> what happens when life gives you no lemons well you Snickers make Snickers cake, cake. now we know yeah. we, we have the answer um <laughs> we'll worry about trees falling in the forest another time but we've we've solved the lemon conundrum no. There go. Here yeah, on Saturday, exactly, Omaha, exactly. Stacy, like of buttered marshmallow. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, what uh, what what cakes are you, are you making these days? So the the signature buttered marshmallow cake is is a thing of beauty with the toasted marshmallows on sure. top, of course. And we have uh, the Snickers inspired cake next to me. But what uh, yeah, you know, what's happening? What are the popular things, or what are some of the new creations you're you're doing these days?
1: At the beginning of the year, I introduced the magical chocolate buttered marshmallow cake hello You're right so it was it's the same as the signature cake but it's chocolate instead so many people had asked could you change this cake to chocolate i'm like no i'm sorry it's my signature cake yeah um, do not change it but i added that so it's a chocolate cake instead of white and it's got chocolate buttercream instead of the white buttercream everything else is the same hugely popular nice yeah. And then I created a new cake called the Sarah's Chocolate Dream Cake. I just was talking to Dan Hoppen of Restaurant Hoppen and he had ordered the s'mores cake and mm-hmm. he said his wife really loved chocolate cake. And I just said, oh, I'm going to make a cake in her honor. And I just created this cake. Didn't I'm not a big chocolate fan, uh-huh. and I didn't ask any questions. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to do something. So it's a chocolate cream cake. Mm-hmm. So it's dense and delicious, but still light and fabulous and wonderful. Yeah, it's got chocolate chips cooked into it. So when you take a bite of it, you're getting that texture, which I think is important. Again, why I put the, the peanuts between the Snickers cake so you get that texture. Yeah. Um, and then it's got an upside-down chocolate ganache drip. So imagine the oh. Snickers cake that you're looking at, but turn it upside down, uh-huh. and the drip is moving upwards. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then it's that's got a cool. hot chocolate ganache on the top. Ooh. Just I put it on when it's nice and hot with that buttercream. It kind of melts yeah. and uh, creates this kind of river looking flowy chocolate
0: that's awesome
1: yeah yeah and then chocolate ganache between the layers
0: oh excellent excellent yeah well this this one the the snickers inspired one here that was fun to. i i expected only the uh the snickers peanuts on top and you're talking about that nougat layer and you you get it when you take a bite on the inside and that was Mm -hmm. just kind of fun it's like oh hey there's something else happening in the middle here so that's yeah yeah
1: so um, there are a couple of recipes. I still get asked regularly about doing gluten-free. Uh-huh. And I had planned to last year, over the summer, I had planned to introduce four gluten-free items. And then we had a tragedy with with my family. Somebody with COVID ended up uh, not making it. It oh just no. it took all the steam away. Yeah, And then I just got to thinking there are so many people that do gluten-free mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just decided to do what I do well sure. and let the people who do that do it well. Yeah. So, no gluten free for me. So, what I'm, I think my next big project, I'm going to do a couple. I want to do an orange creamsicle cake.
0: Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome.
1: I'm going to do a root beer float
0: uh, oh, cake. All right.
1: Yeah, and a creme brulee.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. The the boy, all those sound really good. The the orange one, I'd be very cur- well. Okay, have to try them all. But the uh, <laughs> the orange one because of the the amount of flavor that you put into your lemon cake, right. I'd like to see what the uh, baking hand of Stacy like puts into the orange cake and how it how it hits that way. So yeah, that's very cool. Very yeah. Cool.
1: So just um, things that people recognize, you know, creme brulee for sure, and then the, yeah. the root beer float. That one came to me yesterday.
0: Oh wow! So mm, yeah. wow, late breaking uh, announcement here. Yeah, on the show. yeah. <laughs> Super cool. So now I, I I didn't prep you for this question. So feel free to just go, Dave. You need to take a bite of cake if if you <laughs> don't want to answer this one. But do you have any tips that you would give the home baker if they want to make a good cake at home without giving away any trade secrets oh, of sure. the buttered marshmallow?
1: Buy a scale. Oh. And weigh everything. Um, let's. So I'll ask you this question: How much does one cup of sugar weigh?
0: Oh, I, I suppose it could vary depending on how dense the sugar is, potentially.
1: Well, let's say granulated sugar. Okay. And you're doing one cup.
0: Hmm. I guess I don't know right off.
1: Yeah. So. I would have guessed it weighs eight ounces because that's how big a cup is. Sure. But it actually weighs 6.9.
0: Oh, so actually less. Okay. 200 grams. Okay.
1: A cup of flour weighs 4.5, 4.2. I don't know. It's 120 grams.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. A cup
1: of powdered sugar weighs, I can't remember. i I actually because i i actually weigh that in ounces i my recipes use it in ounces but a scale is going to be the most accurate thing that you can ever have um so when you're measuring oil when you're measuring vanilla or almond extract or anything like that Mm -hmm. you've got fluid ounces versus regular ounces and then sugar um if you if you Pour eight ounces of sugar into a recipe because it calls for a cup, you're going to be putting in a, a full, tw- almost 20% too much sugar. Yeah,
0: that's Well, by, by our earlier uh, rough math there, give or take two ounces or so, that's a decent amount of sugar.
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, a scale. A yeah. scale is the most important tool that that I can have.
0: That's that's a good call. That's a very good call. I mean, baking definitely a science, mm-hmm. and those those ratios as far as making you know a, a cake rise or the amount of sweetness or and you know once that cake goes in the oven, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's not like a, a stew or a soup that you can <laughs> adjust as it's doing its its cooking job. You're it's going.
1: That's exactly right. People will talk a lot about if it if you have a cake that's dry, use a simple syrup. And I just think to myself, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not because the next time I bake for you, that cake might not be dry. And then I wouldn't use a simple syrup. And then you'll say, hmm, that tastes different. Right. So I try and manage every single variable that I can before that cake ever goes into the oven.
0: Right. Well, and and I, you know, running, running a business and, you know, like, Having the the signature butter marshmallow cake or the lemon cake or whatever, if I order a second one, and this is just I, I think decent business advice, I, I hope anyway, is that you you want that consistency because if they liked it the first time, they want the same one again. They don't right. want to order a, a lemon cake or whatever they're you know they're getting and have it be oh this is way different. Well, what happened to my cake that I liked over <laughs> here? You know.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. People will say that oh something changed, something happened. They got a new owner, the recipes changed no 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 not if you write things down and the other tip i would say is buy a thousand spatulas <laughs>
0: I, is 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 have there just been like severe spatula based accidents or or what uh what why i i why why so many
1: well so if you are baking eight different kinds of cake uh-huh you need eight different spatulas Right. And then, I don't know, it just seems like I just go through more spatulas. They're like black shoes and black pants. You can never have too many. You just cannot. And they're they're rubber, so uh-huh. if you're using them with a blade, they're going to get cut, and then you have to get rid of them because you don't want to use a cut spatula on anything.
0: That's that right? Because then you you could get contamination in the yeah, cuts and, and things the, like that,
1: or it just gets weak, and the uh-huh. next thing you know, somebody's eating a slice of cake and gets a nice little chunk of spatula oh. with that.
0: And <laughs> even though spatula cake may have been popular in the early seventies, <laughs> um, we don't like those like aspic, We don't do that anymore. Yeah, it's fine. No,
1: no longer <laughs> no longer part of the repertoire.
0: <laughs> That's so w- one of the things I enjoy about your cake, and this this goes back into the home baking tips here, is that it is some of the most moist. Cake ever, thank you. Um, and I don't know if this is yet again a trade secret, but if that that home home baker is trying to make a cake for themselves, any tips that you'd be willing to give them to try to make it a an. A, at Least a non dry cake, if not a very moist cake. So,
1: I can give a tip that's not recipe related, and that is to wrap your cake oh, In like in saran wrap. Okay, so I do not bake in advance, uh-huh. a lot of bakers do, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. When we had the bakeries way back in the day, they would bake loads of cakes and put them in the freezer and pull them out, and they last for a while in there. I don't do that. It just doesn't save me any time because uh-huh. you're always baking for the next. You're always making a cake for the next pickup, okay. so doesn't matter. But I will wrap my cakes in saran wrap, plastic wrap. Huh? Keeps them soft.
0: So okay, all right. So this, all right. So you finish. I'm assuming you let the cake cool sure. fully. Sure. Sure. And then are you just wrapping it until such time as you're you're frosting it? Is Correct, that, yeah. Ah, okay. So yeah. if you were going to uh, bake a cake, head over to a friend's house or something like that, you, you've you baked it and you let it cool. And it, I, how long can you leave it wrapped or um, I guess so it cools and, and you're going – out that evening, do you just let it cool, wrap it until like right before you leave for your event? Frost it real quick and go, or like how long should it stay in the wrapping?
1: So I I wrap the cakes at basically at the end of the night. I do all okay. my baking and then I wrap them at the end of the night. And sometimes I ice them the next day. Sometimes I don't ice them for two days. But so you just leave them wrapped until it's time to ice. But
0: gotcha. But
1: so I'll I'll ice a cake. Uh huh. And it will be finished today for pickup tomorrow.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. It's
1: rare that I'll ice a cake today for pickup later today. They need time to set so they don't shift on the board.
0: Gotcha. Okay, okay. And then how long can a cake survive being wrapped before it starts to have issues?
1: Oh, yeah, probably. Probably, well, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Because um, <laughs> they're gone before you found well, out. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: so I don't want to make my cake. If if I was going to make my cake five days in advance, uh-huh. I would freeze it. Okay, that's what people do, right? Because
0: refrigerator bad for baked goods. Freezing usually works pretty yeah, good, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, exactly. Um, so I, the longest I ever wrap a cake is two days. Okay. I mean, so I'll wrap it today. I won't ice it tomorrow. I sit the next day, then I pull it out.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. I keep
1: Saran Wrap in business. You're Welcome.
0: <laughs> that's spatchulous. is
1: welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> send send your sponsorship her way. Oh yeah. man, that's that's awesome. Well, well, thank you. I. I I learned a lot, so oh, good. I, that's fantastic. That'll and, be
1: five dollars. Oh,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> I'll. Uh, this this cake is still staring at me over here. It um, is. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, so since we since it has been a while since we have talked last, and um, it, are there any other places in Omaha or anywhere since we are doing food recognized food that you've been interested in lately? Maybe it's a place you mentioned last time or anything like that. But uh, been been out to eat anywhere lately that you might send people to?
1: Well. I, I'm going tonight when I leave here. Actually, to Nolys. I was thinking about oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I still love Nollys. I think they're completely underrated, which is really unfortunate. I don't go out to eat a lot otherwise. Fernando's. Um, I have a buddy. We go there regularly. Still, the old standbys and it's terrible because there's so many places to go to. <laughs> Vmarts, I still go to Vmarts. Oh yeah. Um, Dario's and Avoli a lot because they're right up the road.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, that'd be it. I started a commitment to myself at the beginning of the year that I was not going to waste any food that I bought. Yeah. So if I buy it, I have to eat it, which requires a lot of discipline.
0: What do you do with a ten-pound bucket of cornstarch? <laughs> 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 well, that, that ba- baking supplies are exempt from from that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Did you notice how how much stiffer I am when I walk now? <laughs> yeah. Baking supplies. That's are, why I'm you
0: not... needed water. It's all the yeah. cornstarch. Yeah, <laughs> ex- yeah.
1: That's exactly right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't have a lot of time to cook, sure. and I don't have a lot of time to go eat because I. Up until recently, I'm still not getting out of the kitchen till 11. And, yeah, we're in Omaha where places just don't stay open late. Yeah. So I'm eating at home That's, a lot.
0: Well, and, and you do some cooking and... Uh, you know, we, we had talked a little bit about, uh, you know, usually we talk about food memory and those kind of things. And if I remember correctly, you, you kind of have a a tradition with your daughters. Is is this a true statement? I believe you guys have a an eating tradition. I I wanted to say that I wanted to say it was champagne and like strawberries or something along those lines. But it's strawberry
1: it was, shortcake dinner.
0: That's the one. Yeah. Thank you. I, I had strawberries in the head and I'm like, champagne does not sound right.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that does sound exactly. Oh, it right. does,
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so please refresh my memory. At least I had strawberries in there correctly. So, yeah. yeah. What's, what are you guys doing? In, yeah. So,
1: once a year, we have strawberry shortcake for dinner, and that's the whole dinner. It's just strawberry shortcake and champagne. That's wonderful. Um, and then we also added sausage to it a few some years back, just to give a little tiny little bite of something. So I have a daughter in St. Paul. Uh-huh. And this summer the, the t- my two daughters from here and I will go to St. Paul and meet my other daughter's husband's family and we're going to have a big just fun weekend. Yeah. And we're going to do strawberry shortcake dinner there.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just a great fun tradition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do you are you baking your own shortcake or are you do you have a is it just, you know, specific? How, how does the strawberry shortcake happen?
1: So I forever we will bake it ourselves. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And forever um, I was making a shortcake recipe. And then the cream cake that I developed for my bakery is so good that the last time last year I made the cream cake uh-huh. and they loved it. And then we actually added lemon curd on the side. Oh, hello. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So that was a nice little addition as well.
0: Goodness gracious, that sounds fantastic! And I mean, you know, you got breakfast for dinner, but right. I think cake for dinner is like a whole nother.
1: Yeah, love. it's the best thing ever, right? <laughs> and, and I suppose, and
0: if you add sausage to it, then you've got you've got sausage. There's eggs in the cake, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's it's breakfast for dinner anyway. Somehow, right? right. Milk
1: yeah. with all of the cream.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then of course champagne. So yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: it's, it's something for everyone.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, cool. Well, I. Um, Thank you so much for being here, but but open mic to you, anything about Buttered Marshmallow that, that you want to get out there, anything happening, or just anything food-wise food, food wise in general that uh, you'd like the people to know about before we head out of here?
1: You know, I, I just don't even really know how to answer that. My business is going really well, and I am so grateful and thankful every single day for the people in Omaha who support small business and support my bakery. I have literally thousands of customers now. So awesome. Yeah, it really is. And they they come back. So I still I have repeat business, I have brand new business. I get two or three brand new customers every single day and it's still heartwarming. It's still a joy. I never feel like I'm working and I, you know, just to be so appreciative of of what's going on. I really am. And people will say to me, "Are you going to ever open a brick and mortar no i'm i'm not going to i want to keep focusing on what i can do in small batches so that everything i give to you is really from the heart
0: yeah yeah so you you really did you know we we kind of started with how butter marshmallow began Mm -hmm. and you were describing that you know you didn't want anybody to to tell you what you could or couldn't do and you're you're on this and you have turned this into something that you can do. You always can do because you can set your goals, you can yeah. hit your goals. And you know, you just kind of said it that that this is, you know, from your heart, and you are able to have a passion for what you do every single day. and yeah. and that also, I would think results in probably the best quality workmanship and and product that somebody can give because they're putting in their all all the time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I always hope when I hand off to somebody that when they take a bite of it, they will just taste exactly how much of me and my love and my passion and just my desire to give the absolute best product I can to every single person who gets a cake or a pie or whatever it is they're getting from buttered marshmallow.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And if somebody does want to get one of these delicious cakes, how can they find you?
1: So they can find me on the web at ButteredMarshmallow.com. I'm on Facebook, Buttered Marshmallow. Instagram, The Pink Box Bakery. I can never remember. <laughs> it's terrible.
0: <laughs> start on Facebook. You can get there, too. Or, yeah. or if you want to email, FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. We'll make sure you get there. It's fine.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. So just whatever way. So my phone number is on my website. So if you want to text me, you can and facebook messenger so it just however is most convenient for you that's how i want you to place your order
0: all right, sounds good. Well, uh, Stacy, like of Butter Marshmallow, thank you so much for coming to talk with me yet again and surprising me with not only a cake, but a surprising cake that, like, no one has ever seen right, before. Right, um, And uh, I will be eating some of this. Um, <laughs> so, But uh, thank you so much, Stacy. Thank you for your time. And this is Dave with Day Omaha on a food-recognized food episode with Stacy, like of Butter Marshmallow. And uh, until we eat again, we'll uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey Dave here. Thank you so much for listening to our episode with Stacy like of Buttered Marshmallow, and of course I'd like to thank Stacy for being on the show once again. And uh, boy, that that Snickers cake was kind of fun, wasn't it? In case you missed it in the first half of the show, uh, there's an older Saturday Omaha episode where Stacy brought a cake, and uh, there was there was a thing that happened, and. I still think it's funny. And so here it is one more time.
1: So this cake is incredibly beautiful, even though it's a four inch cake in a four inch box.
0: Yes. And, and (laughs) it is taking up all space within here. Yes. And I, I, I don't
1: know. Yeah. I I would tear that.
0: You think so? I, I'm going to try to get the tab open here. Maybe if I'm lucky. I just, I just totally frosting. Studio yes. engineer, do we do we have napkins around here? I, I don't know. Um, this this is beautiful. There was like a literal cake explosion. I'll take a Kleenex. That's yeah. I, I, That's that's fine. I yeah. thought
1: about this when I I sell <laughs> cupcake. Thank which you. I brought you the cup, yes. so you could cut and place in there. I sell it, and I always oh. I never include a napkin because when people <laughs> buy it that way, oh my gosh, that exploded onto your face. That, like, is, that is hilarious.
0: <laughs> so. And indeed, hilarious it was. Yes, the infamous buttered marshmallow exploding cake. So, just just to be clear, the standard issue buttered marshmallow cake does not explode. Well, maybe with flavor in your mouth, but uh, yeah, not uh, not flinging cake everywhere. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Saturday Omaha, and until we eat again, stay hungry. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find Fatterday Omaha on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, as well as additional content on fatterdayomaha.com. You can also email us at fatterdayomaha at gmail.com.